Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. Good evening and welcome to Country Life here on Midlands 103. It's MJ Cleary with you for the next hour. Bring you the latest from the Midlands and further afield from the worlds of agriculture, food and agribusiness. Now, thank you all for joining me this evening. And from the outset, I will mention that the Offaly versus Wexford under 20 Leinster final, which is taking place at 7.30pm this evening, will be broadcast live on our Facebook page from Throwin. I will go to an update midway through the first half. That's at about 7.45pm. And we will go live at 8pm for the entire second half. So coverage on that is brought to you with thanks to Corcoran Hearing at the Midlands Consultants Clinic Tullamore where your PRSI contributions cover up to €1,000 on new hearing aids and also Premier Farm Shop in Axe's Business Park Tullamore for fresh and frozen meats, treats and more for family meet times and events. So 7.45 we'll have an update and then live coverage from 8pm here on your radio and also live coverage on Facebook from 730 on. So fingers crossed for a ding dong battle there and obviously fingers crossed for an awfully win. Uh, hopefully we uh, we get the result we are looking for this evening. Now on a Country Life, it is mid-May so silage season is upon us and that means that farm safety is something that we need to cover as it's such a busy, busy time on farms. Offaly man Jim Dockery from FRS will join me to chat on safety around the yard with some key points to remember given the time of the year. FRS also ran a tractor driving course for students in St. Brendan's Community School in Burr in recent weeks and we will have a word on that also. A great initiative there for young teenagers and young adults around the farm uh, just on points when they are driving. Uh, plastic is the order of the day on farms over these next few weeks. Whether you are making bales or pit silage, it's something that we will all either run out of mid-baling, which is usually what happens, or it'll be the last thing to be got the day the silage is being harvested. The important question is that of price. Have we seen a downturn in price of plastic uh, given oil prices have reduced dramatically in recent months? Uh, We will ask that question to Stuart Anthony from BPI Agriculture who joins us later on the programme. Stuart's also going to talk about their product Baletite. So Baletite is the white plastic that is used on the barrel of the bale as opposed to net and it's creating far less waste on bales of silage throughout the country and indeed it is a lot easier to operate as well so that's a product that's really after going from strength to strength in the last year. Minister McConlogue had the first meeting of the Tillage Vision Group last week. A lot of these vision groups now and the tillage is the latest sector to have one. And one of the main aims of the government is to increase the amount of tillage in the country to 1 million acres by 2030. So it's roughly at 700,000 acres at the moment. So that is a significant increase. And Leishman and IFA Tillage Chairman Kieran McAvoy join, will join me later, I should say. Kieran will also give an update on tillage farming in the Midlands after what has been a really challenging spring. We'll get Kieran's views on that increase in tillage and just exactly what the Tillage Vision Group spoke about. That was their first meeting last Thursday. Now, as always, text the show with any comments, thoughts or questions to 083 30 10 103. I'll be happy to put anything to our guests this evening. In a moment, I'm going to get 
an update from Mullingar-based Chagas advisor Liam Kelly on the forestry programme 2023 to 2027, which is currently at a little bit of a standstill. Uh, we're also going to get news on a forestry event taking place in that loan next week. But first, it's back to silage and contracting, given the time of the year. And Michael Mooney from the Association of Farm and Forestry Contractors in Ireland joins me. Michael, many thanks for taking my call this evening. <coughs> thanks for having me on, MJ. Uh, you're more than yep. welcome, uh, more than welcome, Michael. And we will start with it was the headline on the farming Indo yesterday, and it was one that contractors didn't want to see. I'd say, but it said no scope to drop contractor costs despite lower fuel price. So we'll start with that, Michael. Lower fuel prices, but contractor costs are going to stay the same. Well, they are, MJ. I mean, at least we put into context um, the, the reason um, some dairy farmers and some comment in the media have been about lowering the price of of silage work will relate to the fact that milk prices have fallen. But it's not the contractor's responsibility to keep the milk price up. That's the responsibility of the dairy co-op. And certainly contractors can't be seen to bail out farmers in a, in a time when their co-ops are abdicating that responsibility. Uh, but I think it just put into context, while agri-diesel prices have fallen a little bit uh, compared to last year, they're still 20 cents a litre more expensive than in 2021. And that means that you know that converts to about six to seven hundred euro per day additional cost in diesel over and above the 2021 figure because 2022 was a very unusual year for lots and lots of reasons. But it's also important to say that you know diesel costs are a little bit lower, but generally all the other costs associated with running farm machinery are significantly higher. And some examples we did a bit of survey in SCI of some farm machinery parts suppliers during the week, and we found that the average parts prices, replacement part prices, went from 15% higher to 30% higher between 2022 and 2023. You know, labour costs have got higher, they're, they're more difficult. But overall cost inflation in our sector, including bank interest rates for, for your typical machinery loan, have gone from around 3% interest rate to 8%. So all of the costs in the sector have increased significantly. So it's really important that if, if farmers want to have a contractor service, which we know is a vital part of Irish agriculture, well then the industry has to be sustainable and there's no opportunity for reducing costs in a year like this year as as a result. And I think that the focus of the farming organisations and those people who commented on it should be more on the co-ops increasing the price of milk rather than expecting contractors to lower the cost of their services at a time of huge inflation in the farm machinery industry. Yeah, I think it's a fair point you make as well, uh, Michael, on prices in 2021 versus 2023, as opposed to last year when things were kind of sky high. You're still talking 20% higher than that 2021 figure. And again, look, a fair point on bank interest rates as well. Uh, everybody with any uh, medium to variable uh, loan knows they've gone through the roof pretty much over the last year, year and a half. Uh, but yeah, talking and, and even in terms of some examples, I mean, a silage trailer has gone up by about €10,000 in terms of the price. In, in the last 12 months. That's just one example. And I know, you know, we, we have quite a large number of big self-propelled harvesters and they're out working today in a good weather like today and yesterday. But the average cost of a silage house like that has increased by €80,000. That's 80000 not 8000 in the last 12 months. And, and contractors, you know, people in the know in the industry know that the inflation rate in our sector is very high and they know that contractors are struggling to, to continue in business and to be remain profitable. So there needs to be an understanding of that right across the agricultural sector. And if if the sector isn't profitable, and we saw some, you know, a reasonable number of, of people who exited the industry this year and, and some last year, 
and if we continue to try to undermine the sustainability of the industry like that, well, you'll find that more and more people are, are leaving and ultimately farming will be the loser because the services, the people who are there to provide the services will have left and very, very few people are entering into it. And even the cost of getting into contracting today, for somebody starting it, their cost levels are phenomenal. So it's really important that we maintain the profitability and the ability to sustain the sector and certainly in a year like this year, this is not a year to be contemplating uh, this and farmers need to understand that. I think most farmers do understand it and they do realise and they do value the service that their contractors provide. Yeah, well, as you say, look, it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship, Michael, no question about it. Without it, uh, not, I'm not going to say most farmers, all farmers would be uh, in the dark completely. Uh, the amount of farmers making their own silage now is few, few, few and far between versus years ago. And uh, everyone very reliant on contractors. Just a couple of prices, uh, Michael, before I let you go. Pit silage at the moment, uh, on average, what's it coming in uh, from your contractors per acre? Well, it's coming in somewhere in the region of €175 Euro per acre is just some of the figures there. there. But obviously, individual contractors will, will have uh, price, you know, they'll have a price set with their customers depending on location, the distance they have to draw, and, and the size of the job. So that's the kind of scope that's there. But certainly, an inclusive of that figure of 175 per acre, that's the kind of figure, you know, in terms of what's being talked about out there at the moment. Uh, and, and then in terms the of baling, yes, when it baling, comes to exactly. Baling, much, yeah. You know, if you're if you're baling, you know, a complete job in, uh, on the farm, you know, so depending on again the size, the scale, etc. We're talking anywhere from twenty euro per bale, uh, and and if that includes moving the bales, four layers of plastic, etc. You know, we are looking at inclusive of that somewhere in the region of twenty twenty two euro per bale. They're the kind of figures that, that we're hearing and they're the sort of figures that contractors need just to survive in this business at the moment um, in terms of their overall costs. You know, there's, there's a lot of additional costs that weren't there before. We've additional costs such as AdBlue to lower the emission standards and contractors have bought into that. But AdBlue alone has tripled in price almost in the last two years and particularly since the war in Ukraine. AdBlue is predominantly um, a urea-based product and urea has been scarce and every farmer knows what's happened to urea prices. Uh, the same thing has happened to AdBlue prices. So we had a proposition where our tank of 1,000 litres of AdBlue was about €350. Euro. It's now clear close to €900 euro for the same idea. So that just gives an illustration from our own FCI members across the country of how the costs have increased, how they're, they're grappling with cost inflation, at the same time delivering a quality service to so many farmers across Ireland. Very good, Michael. Look, we'll talk to you again during the summer at some stage. Many thanks for joining us here on the programme. Thank you, MJ. Michael Moroney there from the Association of Farm and Forestry Contractors in Ireland. And uh, there is uh, definitively uh, no price decrease coming from contractors. Uh, that is the word from uh, the chair of their organisation there, Michael Moroney. And uh, big figures for pit silage, 175 euro per acre is what they're recommending for their members. And that is... That is a lot of money, no question about it. And you can see both sides of the argument, I suppose. Um, the likes of milk prices dropping, beef prices, uh, you know, reasonable is all I'd say at the moment, really. Uh, but when you start paying uh, that kind of money, especially beef and sheep farmers, uh, paying that kind of money for uh, silage, uh, margins are something that you'll be scratching your head looking for. No question about that. Now, moving on to forestry. And I have uh, Liam Kelly on the line from Chagas Mullingar. Liam, many thanks for taking my call this evening. Good evening, MJ. Uh, Liam, you have an event coming up next Tuesday. I'll just give get you to give that a mention firstly, please, to our listeners. 
Okay. Yeah, we, we have uh, our talking timber event coming up. It's a conifer marketing event. It's an annual event that we run each year, but we move it around. Last year, it was in Ross Grey. Uh, prior to that, it was, um, it was down in Wexford um, and, and uh, down south before that as well. So so this year, we're happening in Athlone. So it's in the Athlone Springs Hotel, which is in Monksland, Athlone, uh, next Tuesday, starting at half nine and we'll run to about 2.30. And I suppose the the big part of it then, um, Liam, and the questions that people are going to be asking when they get there is, where are we at with this new forestry programme? So it was launched, I suppose is the word, uh, towards the back end of last year. And look, there's great money to be had for all the different areas of forestry now, no question about that. However, we're at a little bit of a standstill with it at the moment. So can you give us an update as to where we're at? Yeah, the, the, as you say, the programme was launched in November last um, uh, with lots of fanfare. Um, now, it had to be approved by the uh, European Commission. Uh, that hasn't uh, happened as of yet. Um, when they did submit it originally, there was the, they got a number of questions to be answered in relation to the, the new programme. Now, apparently, the, those uh, questions have been um, answered and the application was um, formally submitted um, in the last three weeks or so. And uh, we're waiting now to hopefully we we'll get a positive determination that and uh, hopefully the program will be will be up to go at, uh, in the in the near near future. Yeah, so I suppose, uh, Liam, people are going to maybe go to your event on Tuesday. They're going to find out about the different premiums, what might suit them, and then once they make a decision on it, it really is kind of just sitting tight at the moment. Then until you, we get the the, the checkered flag, if you will, on the program. Yeah, well, the the, the new program. Um, like unless you have approval already got, um, we're, we're, no one can actually put in a new application at the moment until the, until the scheme is formally launched. Mm. Um, now we've had a lot of interest in the program in the in the last uh, number of months, um, but at the moment um, we can't. No one can put actually put in an application because the scheme isn't open to new new applications. The previous program ended on the thirty first of December. So um, if you had an application in before then, um, there's no way of putting in an application currently. Now, as soon as the program opens, uh, a new um, new process will be in place to um, accept new applications. But until it's open, we, people can't submit. But if you are interested, we do ask people to still uh, contact us or your forester, uh, um, an approved forester, to at least maybe have some of the groundwork done in, in, in relation to prepare, preparation of an application. Um, you know, there may be some elements to be looked at to see does, does the site actually suit forestry or what species may suit it. So um, what I would be saying is if anyone is interested in the new scheme, they should be maybe make in contact with us, either Chagas or uh, um, a registered forester, and uh, maybe do some gr- groundwork on it to get the application ready to, to be ready to be submitted. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Liam, now it's time to get your get your ducks in a row and see what suits you. Uh, Liam, we'll say many thanks for joining me here on the programme. Your yeah, next, just, next just, Tuesday. Just, yeah, just to say on the Talking Timber event, uh, that's mainly a conifer marketing event, so it's mainly towards um, people that are coming uh, towards the harvesting end with, with conifers. Uh, there's three elements to it. There's a quality timber display, which is carried out by Forestry Industry Ireland and one of their representatives. Uh, we have a mini-conference. And then there's a networking opportunity. There's over 20 stands have booked in. Uh, so we would, um, who are all timber buyers or timber uh, management companies, so they'd be very interested in, in speaking to the people that arrive. The event itself is free. Uh, we have over 120 booked in already, so uh, there's still plenty of uh, room for, for more to join us. So um, we do ask people to register online. Uh, it's chogus, um, sorry, uh, www.chogas.ie forward slash talking timber. 
Lovely stuff. Uh, many thanks, Liam. And that was Liam Kelly there from Chagas Mullingar at that event. Next Tuesday, 23rd of May, 9.30am in the Athlone Springs Hotel. And uh, just looking at some of the figures that are available on the new forestry programme, whenever it does kick off, forestry over the last couple of years uh, really has just been dragging and dragging from ash dieback to licensing. This new forestry scheme still isn't up and running and it is an area that really needs to be looked at. There's no question about that. But uh, native forests, so native trees, if you were to plant them for the new scheme, you're looking at a, a planting grant, a grant of uh, 6,500 per hectare. But the, the real big figure here is €1,103. Uh, that's per hectare now, obviously not per acre. €1,103 per hectare uh, guaranteed for 20 years. Uh, and that is almost, not quite double what it was, but it was 665 a hectare. But um, it's it's borderline double what it was. That's showing uh, the huge money that's available there at the moment. Now, obviously, look, native trees, not going to be harvesting them for uh, uh, this lifetime. But a uh, 20-year payment uh, such as that is definitely trying to encourage people into it. We see with that, we also see with the tillage incentive scheme, which we're going to be talking to later on, uh, to Kieran McAvoy, leash, uh, um, Leashman and Grand Chairman of the IFA. All these incentives are trying to get people away from stock and into areas such as forestry and tillage. And that seems to be the, the game plan of the powers that be at the time being. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to be talking about farm safety. Jim Dockery from FRS will join me, so stay tuned for that. Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park, Tullamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. And you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. Now we're moving on to farm safety, given the time of the year that we're in, mid-May. Um, silage season on pretty much every farm around the Midlands over the course of the next couple of weeks. So it's time we need to be very cognizant on the safety aspect of agriculture. And we have Jim Dockery from FRS joining us on the line. Jim, many thanks for taking my call this evening. Thank you, MJ. Good evening to you. Uh, Jim, as I said, silage season just starting. Safety really, really important on farms throughout the country. And uh, look, we're going to chat about that in a moment. But first, it was something I came across on the Farmers Journal last week. A very interesting course that you ran for students in St. Brendan's Community School in Burr a couple of weeks back. It was a a tractor driving course or tractor safety course for teenagers. Can you expand on this a little, Jim, and tell us what exactly was going on? Yeah, MJ, that's a course we have um, been running in FRS for quite a number of years now. Most people won't remember back to uh, uh, 1991. There was 13 children killed on farms that year, just two years after or, or a little while after the, the legislation where this was started to gather statistics like that. And a year, a couple of years after that, we decided we'd set up this program to try and counteract the, the huge number of fatal accidents with children. On, and, and agriculture is the only occupation in the country where children are killed in the workplace and because it's the home uh, they live there they work there and there's very you know really and truly the yard is outside the back door so it's a very vulnerable kind of area so we set up this program uh, and it was predominantly an off-road program just to teach them the basics of tractor safety and and you know attaching implements and looking around them and the various different things that you would experience yourself when you're driving a tractor and I suppose Borough Community School, I'm very lucky to have somebody like Francis Dowling, who's a rag, one of the rag science teachers. Francis, uh, for a good number of years, has been running this course. So she'll give me a ring and say, look, I have 15 boys and girls ready. When can you do it? And I suppose that was the outcome of what you saw in the journal last week. We ran two courses in uh, so she had two groups with COVID last year to missed out. So she ran a, 
a second group and we used the venue of Bertine College then for the tractor driving. So it was very apt. So fair play to Frances. She's, you know, she doesn't get much uh, coverage. She's behind the scenes, but without her, it wouldn't happen. And I suppose it's, it's crucial that the ag science teacher in a particular school gets uh, groups together like that. And we can deliver the programme then once they have the numbers ready for us. Yeah, so if there's a, a parent or indeed a teacher listening from a secondary school from around the Midlands and if they're, uh, be it ag science or whatever the case may be, uh, are, are interested, if there's 10, 12, 14 students interested in a secondary school, then to make contact with FRS and the programme can, can be delivered. That's essentially the, the, the way it works, the logistics of it. Absolutely, yeah. And it's, it's, it's really not expensive, I suppose. We were charging 25 euros for a number of years there. The price has gone up a little bit this year. And FBD also uh, sponsor or, or cover some of the cost of it as well. So I suppose for that kind of money, it's a skill for life and it could very well save somebody's life at some stage, you know. What's one or two of the things that the uh, the, the young teenagers, maybe the 14, 15, 16-year-olds, Jim, uh, the kind of, I'm not going to say mistakes that they made, but uh, things that you need to, to point to them a, a little bit more, something you see regularly on these courses? Well, I suppose <laughs> typical of that age when you ask them the question, uh, a feedback question after all they want is more driving more driving you know the theory and all that's fine but they, they want to drive them but the the real i suppose skills that they pick up is, is is learning simple basic things from somebody else things like resting your foot on the church things like cleaning your mirror or setting your mirror adjusting your seat because remember if you're driving a vehicle of any sort be a car tractor if you're you're in control and if you're not able to reach the clutch pedal the brake pedal and see whether that's see out through the glass check the mirrors and various different things like that and understand the controls so you know I'm sure if you um, asked a farmer out there to describe the engine oil pressure symbol of a tractor they'd probably struggle to do it whereas with young people when you put those kind of symbols that are on the dash in every tractor and car and vehicle if you put them up on the screen what does that mean what does the engine oil pressure mean engine oil temperature you know various different symbols so understanding controls and tractors nowadays are very good in the sense they're colour-coded. So anything yellow has got to do with PTO, anything orange has got to do with, with speed and, and uh, trotting and various different things like that. And, of course, young people adopt to that very quickly. So um, that type of thing, it's, it's, it might seem simple, but it's the simple things that they pick up on. And I suppose the fact somebody other than the parent or guardian is telling them that, they tend to take it in a little bit more, we find as well. Yeah, and uh, you alluded to a couple of points there, Jim, and they can be translated across to, to adults uh, for this time of the year, for the, for the busy contracting season or bringing in bales, whatever the case may be. But something as simple as cleaning windows and cleaning your mirrors, that you have good vision uh, in the cab. A, a massive thing that a lot of farmers, myself included, mightn't be the first thing you do. It's, it's not, and it's, it's like everything. It's like we are guilty of it <clears throat> in a frosty morning where you get into the car or get into the Jeep and you're, drive the kids to the bus and you have a little hole where you can peep out through. It means that you have to do a little prep work and it takes literally five minutes. And we would always say the walk-around check before you get up on any tractor, do your walk-around check, check the oil, check the tyres first of all, the visual assessment by walking around. That adjusts your mirrors. And if it needs a rub of a cloth or cleaning off or wipe the dew off it or whatever, then that should be done there. And it just takes them a couple of minutes. But when you instill that into a young person, it's there for life. You know, and we're, we're all guilty of that as we get older. We kind of are not as, as good at that. But 
it's it's fantastic to get young people getting into good habits like that because that will stand to them for the rest of their days then as a result. And one or two points, Jim, just before you go far, look, we're the 17th of May, as I said, busy silage season now, busy season on farms throughout the Midlands and indeed the country. One or two pieces of, uh, of info, pieces of advice for our listeners this evening that they might be able to take on board just to help uh, with the element of safety on farms. Yeah, I think preparation is one that's often overlooked. That, that we we can all do preparation. If I'm doing silage next week, then I need to have my yard ready. I need to have gates ready. I need to have the you know maybe the ditches, the axes out onto the road for contractors, things like that. Have your is your is your silage yard washed now? Is it ready? Is it cleared off? Because the, the contractor is under time pressure when they do come, and you know they don't really give you that much notice if a job that, that works out. So it's up to you to be prepared well in advance. If you're doing your own, then it's about checking machinery and having it. Now is the time. These evenings are long evenings. They're fine. It's super job. You can go down after the tea and get your mower ready or your machinery ready. And that's hugely valuable there. But it's about preparation. You also, MJ, about speed on the road. Everybody on the radio every day hear about young people driving at speed on the road. So I would say to contractors, talk to your people. Sit down with your staff. For, you know, in, in, in construction, they call it a toolbox talk. Sit down and do a five-minute talk in the morning. So, lads, we're going on the road today. It's a very narrow road. It's bendy. There's a school nearby. You need to take care and slow down when it comes on. To, you know, general talk like that for five or ten minutes. It doesn't have to be anything um, up on presentations or anything like that. A good, firm talk explaining what the rules and what the procedures are for this outfit. And that will go a long way in making them safe. Uh, Jim, I'm going to say many thanks and uh, fingers crossed, look, we have a nice safe season, a safe summer on farms throughout the Midlands, indeed the country. Uh, Many thanks for coming on and speaking to us this evening here on the show. Thank you very much, Jim J. Uh, Jim Dockery there from Farm Relief in Ross Grey and uh, I have to echo uh, Jim's uh, sentiments there in relation to preparation I suppose it's an easy one and it's one we all fail with a little bit but uh, spending those few minutes preparing as he said preparing the yard preparing gates preparing whatever the case may be and also if there's children around small children preparing adequate uh, minding for them on certain evenings where there might be a, a baler in or um, somebody drawing in bales or wh- whatever it may be that's occurring that uh, maybe the farmer doesn't have to usually I know on, on farms the um, if it's uh, a male farmer after a day's work usually have to take maybe a small child in the evening uh, and sometimes there's just a couple of evenings where maybe this, the safety element isn't quite 100% to do that so it's about communication I suppose as well uh, there might be a few arguments in relation to that but uh, if uh, if it ensures the safety of children around the farm it's going to be worthwhile a little row is going to be worthwhile uh, in relation to um, to the benefit of it now coming up after the break I'm going to be speaking about plastic and that is wrap plastic with uh, Stuart Anthony from a company BPI Agriculture to do bale tight and silo tight wrap and we're going to hear all about those products in just a moment Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tillamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. And you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. Just a reminder that we have coverage of Offaly and Wexford, the Leinster Under-20 Hurling Championship final uh, live on our Facebook. Don't believe it started just yet. Uh, I can't imagine it started at half seven given the amount of people that's going to be going to that. But just keep an eye on our Facebook. I'll go to a little update on it in about 10 minutes time and then we'll have live coverage from 8pm on. Now I'm moving on to the area of plastic and wrap plastic uh, in particular. I have Stuart Anthony on the line uh, Stuart is with the company BPI Agriculture Stuart many thanks for taking my call this evening Thank you very much for having me on 
Uh, you're more than welcome, Stuart. And it's not going to be long until we see rat bales up and down both the UK and Ireland. Uh, I'll ask you first, uh, Stuart, our listeners may, rem- may remember you from uh, this time last year. Um, what part of the uh, UK are you speaking to us from this evening, Stuart? Yeah, I'm actually speaking from North Wales today. I've actually been on the island of Anglesey uh, with contractors who've just started bailing. Um, so, yes, I'm, just, I'm just, just over on the north of Wales now. So, yes, that's where we are. The weather's actually picked up this week, and I think we've just seen lift off really inside it in clamp and bales, to be honest. It seems to be all go. And how has weather been with you over the course of the last month, six weeks? Uh, I think very much similar to yourselves. We've had a very wet time, uh, a late spring. Some cattle were turned out and livestock that have had to be brought back in. And as I said, it's the ground is still very tender underneath where they've been taking silage bales off today. But a beautiful a couple of days this last time, you know, makes a lot of difference. But it's been a very slow and probably silage has been a week, 10 days for the early guys get going as well as it's been so wet. So I think it's very similar to what you've had, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Very very good, Stuart. So we're talking about uh, plastic products. So first things first, uh, Stuart, oil back in price uh, as I was speaking to uh, one of the um, guys from the Farm Contractors Association here at the top of the hour. And the question was, will contractor prices be back? Uh, the same question is in relation to plastic products, uh, oil based, obviously. So can we expect to pay a little bit less for our silage plastic this year? I think the reality is, to be honest with you, we're going to be in the same ballpark uh, prices where we were last year. This is, as you well know, um, obviously fertilizer did come down in the spring, which is a great news for the grassland farmers because they help you know replenish their stocks of silage. But it takes a long time for these uh, these things to work through the system, like like any big industry manufacturers as well. So I think prices will be very similar to last year. And as I said, any, any change in that probably takes, takes quite a while to work its way through the system. Um, yeah, it seems to be the uh, the general trend on uh, on on areas Stuart at the moment. To be honest with you, that these uh, these price decreases just don't don't seem to be coming across to the to the end user. Um, we are looking at a couple of your products, uh, Stuart, uh, both bale tight and silo tight. The one I want to speak about is that one, uh, bale tight. This is revolutionary, is what I'd say. So it was kind of coming on on stream maybe two years ago. Last year we saw a lot of it. I'm sure this year it's going to be everywhere. Can you explain just for people who don't understand what bale tight is? What, what exactly is it? Well, um, bale tight is what we would call as a net replacement film. Where we're actually instead of putting net around the bale of the bale, we now uh, we now put a uh, plastic around the bale. Uh, this, from that point of view, enhances enhances the silage quality because the bale doesn't expand when it comes at the back of the chamber, so less oxygen gets in. And then we wrap the bale afterwards, so we've got a complete plastic um, encased bale. This is very good for silage quality, which, um, you know, we've done independent trials with our own Dr. Dave Davis over at Ivers in Aberystwyth, formerly of there. And, you know, we've seen enhanced fermentation by up to 7.5% with the dry matter. And also the, the big factor is there's a lot less mould in the bales and up to 80% less lo- uh, there's less losses with film on film as opposed to the um, net and film. But also if a bale gets damaged in the winter, then the plastic is bound so tight around the bale, it doesn't allow the mould to spread or any damage. It sort of isolates in a small area. And of course, the fact is that 
you've got a better quality site. You can, um, and your Dr. Tom Butler, uh, formerly of TSEC Moor Park, has actually done some work on figures last year, saying that by using the film and the film instead of using net and film, going to be worth cost of silage quality up to five euros a bale. So, you know, that's a massive intake when the cost of input feeds and everything on the farm following this last winter and the winter coming, if you can enhance the quality of your silage, it's going to be beneficial to your business. Yeah, one of the big things with it as well, Stuart, is the fact that it can be popped into the recycling bin with the plastic so you don't separate your net and your plastic. Uh, very, very handy, user-friendly is what I would say. Absolutely, and I think that's a massive driver as well because obviously you have your IFPGG um, uh, recycling scheme and I think that drives it as well because when you use it in the winter now, there is no separation or if it's wet or frost, there's no enmeshment either. So it's so easy into your recycling. They're both made of the same products. And even down uh, from that point of view, it just works very well. And also the bales, um, if you have some bales carrying over from one season to the other, it helps um, with keeping the bales in a better quality. Is when we actually did our research, we went back and tested bales with the film-on-film system compared with bale and uh, net bales at the same farm, same uh, same um, uh, test, and the quality remained better in the film-on-film bales, so it's enhancing the silage. But the silage has got older, it keeps it better. Yeah, it's funny how things change, uh, Stuart. When uh, the net came in back all those number of years ago, it was revolutionary as a result of trying to get twine off a bale. Everyone's saying, this is fantastic, yeah. it's so handy. And now here we are talking about the, the plastic, how it's so much handier than the net. Uh, it really is interesting how people are always trying to think of solutions to make life easier for people. Oh, absolutely. And I think this is why we, as a, uh, as a Berry BPI, as a business, are always trying to look to the future of enhancing and making different products which are good for the environment and also good for the end user and the consumer and making advancements there. And even then, we do our cytotype film now in an 1800-year-old just in a plastic sleeve. Once again, no box to dispose of, but the plastic can be recycled together. So basically, it's all these viewers going forward where we can look the environmental impact but also the end users benefit as well yeah very good again a uh, plastic sleeve as opposed to the box uh, the amount of times farmers myself included will go out into the field about two months later and you'll see three or four wrap boxes left in the corner and they all in a in a heap after rotting into the ground and then the the the, the uh, cardboard tube uh, that one uh, really really takes the rain and really causes a mess so anything that can uh, can lessen this mess is, is what we want uh, Stuart look your products are available up and down the country people know them they're all over um, Ireland uh, north and south and um, uh, no doubt you're going to have a very busy period ahead over the next few months uh, Stuart I'm going to leave it there but you're going to say many thanks for joining me on the programme and uh, we'll speak to you again in maybe 12 months time for All Alive <laughs> It's a pleasure being on thanks for having me MJ uh, Stuart Anthony there from BPI Agriculture and it's uh, bale tight and silo tight and the bad news is uh, no reduction in plastic costs this year so it is uh, that old adage uh, when people say when things go up uh, it takes a long time for them to come back down and we're really seeing that in agriculture this year uh, all of these price increases last year they went up uh, but uh, so 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 slow to come back down and uh, as I said we're milk prices are where beef prices are sheep prices are uh, margins are going to be tough to find in 2022 on 
uh, lower income farms. There is going to be no question about that given the input prices at the moment. Uh, now, after the break, we're going to be talking about tillage and I am going to be speaking to Kieran McAvoy, Grain Chairman of the IFA. I'm also going to have an update from uh, Carlo where Offaly are playing Leinster in the Under-20 Hurling Championship Finals. So stay tuned for that. Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tillamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. And you're welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. We're going to be speaking to Kieran McAvoy, Grand Chairman of the IFA, in just a moment. But before that, I am going to go across to Network Net Watch Cullen Park uh, for Offaly versus Wexford Under 20 Hurling Championship final. And we'll just get a little update from that. To Offaly as a centre back for Wexford, Michael Dunn got out in front of Cormac Egan and put the ball just out over that pat terrace sideline here. Line ball will come to Offaly. Cahill King about to take it. He's right on his own, 65. Offaly looking for movement inside. Offaly with two in the full forward line. Wexford with a man back. They're protecting the house. The ball is cut down in the corner towards Adam Screen. He has two Wexford men on him. Screen he shows a clean pair of heels, gets the ball in the hand. He mightn't think of a score here, but he's going to go for it. Oh, right yes! in the terrace score. What a score, Brian Harry. Oh my God, what a score from Adam Screen. He's a young man. It's just unbelievable. Off the left, right on the sideline. You can hear the roar from the crowd. Brilliant, brilliant score from Alan Screen. Well, sometimes, Stephen, you expect a spectacular late in the game. That's some just, sort of stuff. just don't know what he's going to do. He had no business doing what he did. Oh, what a score. Brilliant, brilliant score by Screeny. The first touch, immaculate in front of two extra pairs, inside the 14, on the terrace sideline, and he bisects the post. It's two points Offaly, a point for Wexford, and from that puck out now, Offaly will have the line ball. Colin Spain going back to take it here on a packed stand side here, right in front of his manager, Leo O'Connor. Uh, he goes to hit it now at the second attempt. Colin Spain just step back into it, gives it away as far as Corey Bourne Dunbar. He's going to shoot from distance, gets the snapshot away, but it's out to the left-hand side and wide. And Brian, that's certainly a score to lift the crowd. And it's uh, two points softly, one point to Wexford. There's only a few minutes gone in that. There was a delayed start and we're going to be going to full coverage in about 10 minutes time. Adam Screeny scoring a fantastic point there and we need Adam to be in great form this evening to get that win across the line. So fingers crossed, can keep it up and uh, we can sh- be shouting for an awfully win in the uh, in the not too distant future. But we're going to go to Tillage for a few minutes and we have Leishman on the line and that is Kieran McAvoy. And speaking of GA, Kieran, we have a, an awfully leash head-to-head on Saturday. So before we fall out over that, we'll, ha- we'll have to be nice to each other for the next five or six minutes anyway. We'll, we'll try and tolerate, tolerate one another MJ, for the next five or six minutes well, anyway. F- yeah. F- finger, yeah, fingers crossed the best team wins on uh, on Saturday. It should be, should be a good battle, actually. It's important. Well, well, the best team wins as long as it's leash, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the same same sentiments from the Offaly perspective. But Kieran, we're going to speak about Grain for a second. And you had your first meeting of the Tillage Vision Group. A lot of these vision groups now in all the different areas. It took place last week, last Thursday. It was initiated by Minister McConlog. And look, we'll speak about it in just a moment but first I suppose just a word for tillage farmers uh, for your own colleagues throughout the Midlands a, a, a tough spring uh, Kieran, and look a tough 2023 so far Well look at MJ uh, it's a very difficult season I suppose it kind of started last back end with a wet autumn and uh, you know not enough winter plantings done and the ones that were done some of them got damaged by rain you know it's been a difficult year there's no point in saying it hasn't been we were always afraid that crop 23 could be the bogey crop, that it would be the highest input and, you know, not have a strong enough grain price to, to cover that. And, you know, um, that compounded by difficult sowing conditions. And, you know, look at you're on our own farm here. We're hoping to finish sowing tonight. I'm just have to get the phone call to say, with the last bit of wet ground that we wanted to sow, the tractor sunk in it, I have to go and throw it out after I get off the phone talking to you. So, 
you know, when you're talking about that on the 17th of May, it's a, it's a very uh, 17th or 18th of May. I can't even tell you what day it is at this stage, MJ. Uh, mm. You know, it's a very difficult spring, you know. And uh, there's still pockets of corn to be sowed. Most of it is in, and it's not looking too bad. But, you know, uh, farmers only trying to catch up on spraying and, you know, different things. So it's been a very awkward spring now, to be fair. Yeah, very yeah. awkward. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, there are the sentiments echoed by tillage farmers up and down the country. Uh, this this yeah. uh, tillage vision group, Kieran, you attended it last week. And uh, the umbrella theme, the main theme of it is that uh, the minister and the department, they want more land going into tillage. Um, it's not really as simple as that, but um, what's their MO here, Kieran? What's the idea of wanting all this land in tillage? Uh, well, look, I suppose last year, Jordan, the, 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 when the, the Ukrainian uh, conflict started, and unfortunately it's still ongoing, um, it just showed up, you know, that we were very exposed to importing a lot of grain into this country. Um, you know, it's something we have been saying for a long time in, in IFA Grain Committee, you know, that we've become very reliant on imports. And that's in every sector, MJ, you know. So I think that's some of it. Uh, I suppose, look, there's no, you know, we're not pointing fingers at any sector, but tillage has a pretty good story to tell from, you know, a carbon point of view, sequestering, and, you know. Uh, so hopefully that's that's where he's heading. The minister genuinely, I think, has an interest in the tillage area. He has bought in a couple of schemes uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, and, you know, I think he has he's proactive towards tillage, so... Um, I, I suppose the only the only thing that's what springs to mind, Kieran, on it is that uh, look with the banding in on, on dairy farms and uh, the nitrates being the issue that it is, and possibly more than likely going to go down to two twenty. We're seeing land prices over in your neck of the woods making six hundred euro an acre freely. Tillage farmers usually take a lot of land. Like it's going to be very hard. It's nearly going to be impossible to increase tillage if uh, if those figures are still being paid for land letting in uh, in the next year or two years. Yeah, sure. Look at MJ. The, the sums don't stack up at all on a tillage farm. When you're like, uh, you know, we rent on on this farm here. We rent about ninety percent of our grain is grown on on rented or leased land. And I mean, uh, for the last two years, I haven't taken any extra land. To be honest with you, just there's no point in me even trying to enter into some of the competition now. You know what I mean? Your your opening bid would be way below what gets the sitting bid there now with auctioneers. Look at it's not. We're not trying to pit against any other sector. But we have to try and protect the tillage sector and keep it alive. Uh, you know, if if you look ahead statistically, you would say that we should be able to resolve it as as a group of farmers, like livestock and tillage farmers. One sector probably has too much nutrients, and the other sector hasn't enough. And mm. you know, I think that's that's where we're pushing for the the next meeting of the the food vision to uh, head in that direction to explore what could be done on nitrate. Karen McAvoy, their grain chairman of the IFA. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll just say thanks to Kieran for uh, joining me this evening here on the programme and uh, we will be back speaking to him again uh, over the course of the uh, growing season and uh, that is uh, coming up to it for Country Life here on the programme over the course of the last hour I have to thank you all for uh, joining me uh, I want to thank the guests who we have spoken to here since 7 o'clock uh, Kieran McAvoy there from the IFA join me uh, speaking about the Tillage Vision Group and that took place last week Uh, that was last Thursday and that's going to be ongoing and we'll keep updated on that as it progresses I also want to say a many thanks to Stuart Anthony there from BPI Agriculture Stuart Anthony joined me and he spoke about uh, plastic prices unfortunately not coming down for this season according to Stuart Uh, Jim Dockery there from Farm Relief 
in Ross Grey. Jim's an awfully man and he spoke to us about safety on the farm over the course of these next few weeks and just preparation, 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 just taking your time and just ensuring that everything is prepared well before contractors come on board. Yards are, are cleaned and gates are open and uh, just spending those few minutes uh, to avoid accidents and fingers crossed we don't have any accidents to report now over the course of the next few weeks in the Midlands. Also at the start of the hour we spoke to Michael Moroni from the Farmer's Journal uh, from the uh, Farm and Forestry Contractors I should say uh, formerly the Farmer's Journal and uh, again uh, no um, yeah, positive news I would say for farmers in relation to uh, prices from contractors but then again Michael gave the other side of the argument that uh, it's going to be a very challenging year for them to stay in business as well so you have to look at that uh, from both sides of the coin and finally uh, Chagas event uh, next Tuesday in Athlone it's Talking Timber Liam Kelly spoke about that at the start of the hour that is it for this evening we're going to be shouting for Offaly now for the next half an hour 40 minutes fingers crossed we can do it uh, the show will be repeated on Sunday morning at 7am I'll be back at this time next week as always and we will be uh, available wherever you get your podcasts so type in MJ space Cleary C-L-E-R-Y and we'll pop up for you you can listen at your leisure uh, many thanks for joining me this evening uh, good night and God bless <laughs>